Good morning and welcome back to Candidates. I'm Carlin. And I'm Noor. Just a quick reminder that the 2020 election is 96 days away. If you have not registered to vote, make sure you find out your state's deadline for the election and register before then. The process will probably take you less time than listening to this episode. And now, what you've all been waiting for. Today on Candidates, our topic is LGBTQ rights. Let's start with Trump. One thing I noticed when researching Trump's policy on the LGBTQ community is that what he says doesn't always line up with what he does. For example, as early as October 1999, Trump said gay people openly serving in the military was, quote, not something that would disturb me. Trump made history by becoming the first GOP presidential nominee to mention the LGBTQ community in his convention acceptance speech. He said, In Orlando, Florida, 49 wonderful Americans were savagely murdered by an Islamic terrorist. This time, the terrorist targeted LGBTQ community. No good. And we're going to stop it. As your president, I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology. Believe me. Trump even claimed, believe me, I am better for the gay community than Hillary Clinton will ever be on her best day during his first run for president. But is there any truth to that claim? Let's take a look. First of all, Trump's administration put into effect a ban on transgender soldiers serving in the military. A spokeswoman for the Pentagon explained that new recruits would be rejected if they have undergone a gender transition, that they must wear the uniform and perform the fitness standards of their birth sex, and that recruits were not allowed to transition while in the military. However, she said that the military was not going to, quote, hunt down transgender individuals and punish them for being transgender. Despite that comment, the policy is still discriminatory in that it penalizes transgender individuals for being who they are and could potentially prevent them from being able to identify with their true gender identity. The Trump administration also moved forward with a rule that takes away healthcare protection for transgender people, even though the Supreme Court banned sex discrimination against LGBT individuals on the job. The Department of Health and Human Services said it would change an Obama-era regulation that gave protections based on a person's internal sense of being male, female, neither, or a combination, to a rule that would enforce sex discrimination protections according to a biological birth sex, male or female, despite the fact that LGBTQ groups say explicit protections are needed for people seeking sex reassignment treatment, and even for transgender people who need care for common illnesses such as diabetes or health problems. Also, the Department of Labor under Trump proposed a plan to let employers with federal contractors discriminate against LGBTQ workers. However, the Supreme Court ruled against this, and their decision protects employees from discrimination due to their gender identity or sexual orientation. However, in October of 2017, the then Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued a memo that the U.S. Department of Justice would no longer argue in court that transgender people are federally protected from employment discrimination. So that change in loss of protections for trans people actually did take place under Trump's administration. President Trump just flat out opposed the Equality Act, which is federal legislation that would confirm and strengthen civil rights protections for LGBTQ Americans and others. The Trump administration also got rid of an Obama administration policy to protect transgender prisoners from sexual abuse and assault. 
Federal officials now, quote, will use biological sex to determine the type of housing transgender inmates are assigned, resulting in conditions that increase the likelihood of rape for transgender women. Under Trump, Attorney General Jeff Sessions also ruled that the federal government would no longer recognize gang violence or domestic violence as grounds for asylum. This legal interpretation could lead to rejecting most LGBT asylum seekers that immigrate to the U.S. for protection from persecution. Adoption has also been a big issue. The Department of Health and Human Services Office of Civil Rights allowed religiously affiliated adoption and foster care agencies in South Carolina to discriminate against current and aspiring LGBTQ caregivers. Also, the Trump administration gave a Christian ministry in South Carolina permission to participate in the federally funded foster care program, even though the group would only work with Christian families. As you can see, Trump's policy focuses more on religious freedom, even if it means giving up a policy of non-discrimination and therefore allowing discrimination to occur. However, the administration doesn't see their actions as specifically enforcing non-discrimination. In January 2016, when asked about the landmark Supreme Court ruling which had legalized same-sex marriage nationwide, Trump said he would strongly consider appointing conservative Supreme Court judges who would overturn the ruling. A few days after he was elected president in November 2016, Trump suggested that he did not actually plan to nominate justice who would overturn the ruling. He told Leslie Salt on 60 Minutes his personal view on same-sex marriage was irrelevant, that he was fine with same-sex marriage, and that the decision had settled the matter. Let's just talk about Trump's choice of vice president for a second. The selection of Mike Pence sends a clear message to LGBTQ Americans. First of all, in 2004, Mike Pence sponsored a proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution that would define marriage as solely between one man and one woman. Next, Mike Pence voted against repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Repealing this policy would have allowed LGBTQ Americans to openly serve their country in military service. And now the Democratic nominee, Joe Biden. Biden's stance has definitely evolved over time. In 1973, he gave an offhanded response to a question in which he wondered if having gay people in the military or government were potential security risks. In 1994, Biden voted to cut off federal funds to schools that teach the acceptance of homosexuality. Two years later, Biden voted for the Defense of Marriage Act, which blocked federal recognition of same-sex marriages. The Defense of Marriage Act was a huge setback for the LGBTQ community. In 2006, Biden told CNN, I already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? But since then, Biden was the highest ranking Democrat to initially endorse same-sex marriage. He disclosed his position in a television interview in May 2012 that helped the future President Barack Obama to take the same position in an interview days later. I am absolutely comfortable with the fact that men marrying men, women marrying women, and heterosexual men and women marrying women are entitled to the same exact rights, all the civil rights, all the civil liberties. And quite frankly, I don't see much of a distinction uh, beyond that. It is the largest national LGBTQ rights organization, the Human Rights Campaign, formally endorsed Biden for president on the eighth anniversary of that event. In March in Washington, D.C., Biden said, I'm the first person to go on national television in any administration and say I supported gay marriage. I supported gay marriage when asked. And so it started a ripple effect. I'm not taking all credit for it, but I'm the first major player to say I support gay marriage on national television. Biden has taken other criticism on his stance with LGBTQ rights. 
Biden was booed by an audience for calling Republican Vice President Mike Pence, the same religious conservative who as Indiana governor in 2014 signed a state law banning same-sex marriage, a decent guy. Trump's director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell, criticized Biden's change of position to Fox News, saying, quote, for more than four decades, Joe Biden walked lockstep with the political establishment to marginalize the LGBT community until it was politically expedient, at which point he tried to pretend he was a leader on equality. Despite this, in his personal life, Biden has officiated at two gay weddings, including in 2017, when the then Democratic National Committee's finance chairman married his husband at Biden's home at the time in Northern Virginia. Also, after the South Carolina ruling that employers cannot fire employees for being LGBT, Biden praised the Supreme Court's decision, saying, Today, by affirming that sexual orientation and gender identity discrimination are prohibited under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, the Supreme Court has confirmed the simple but profoundly American idea that every human being should be treated with respect and dignity. Biden's plan for LGBTQ equality, quote, promises to make enactment of the Equality Act during his first 100 days as president as a top legislative priority, reverse the transgender military ban, as well as military policies that discriminate against people with HIV, work to end suicide among LGBTQ youth, end the misuse of religious exemptions to enable discrimination, address violence against LGBTQ people, something especially affecting transgender women of color, and more. That's pretty much all we have for you today about the candidates' policies and stances on LGBTQ rights. Both candidates have definitely changed their promises and policies over time, so it's super important to know what they each stand for right now and to support a candidate that lines up better with your values. Neither candidate is perfect, but it's important to know exactly what you are supporting when you go vote this November. Speaking of, don't forget to register to vote if you will be 18 by November 3rd. It's so important to participate in government and make sure your voice is heard. It's your right. We hope you enjoyed this episode and are staying safe and healthy during this time. As always, new episodes are released every other Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. Until next time, this was Candidates. Our sources for today's episodes are hrc.org, The New York Times, transequality.org, NPR.org, KHN.org, and The Washington Blade.